Welcome to the Injury Law Pod, the podcast that explores and demystifies the complex world of personal injury law. Each week, Missouri personal injury attorney Eric Bartlett dives into the legal issues surrounding personal injury cases to help you understand your rights and options when seeking justice and compensation for personal injuries. Join Eric as he shares his experience and real-life case studies, interviews guests, and answers your questions about personal injury law. The information Eric shares will help level the playing field if you have a personal injury claim. So sit back, relax, and let's explore the world of personal injury law together. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Injury Law Pod. I am your host, Eric Bartlett, a 27-year personal injury lawyer. This is the podcast that deals with everything personal injury related. We're covering the topics, the issues, and all the different types of injury claims that are out there. And so if you've found this podcast, I hope you find it informative and useful. And hopefully you'll be able to get a better understanding of whatever it is you might be dealing with and you know not get taken by the insurance companies. That's our whole goal here is to work to defeat the insurance companies at their game, which is to make a profit at the expense of injured people. So we're currently going through our series Work Comp 101 and we are going through what that whole system looks like. And on this episode, we're going to talk about work comp weekly benefits and what they are, how you get them, things to watch out for, everything related to the weekly benefits. So you have to understand there's two main types of weekly benefits that you can get under the work comp system. And by the way, I'm always talking about Missouri law. So if you're in another state, you'll want to keep that in mind. Kansas is very similar, but it has its differences. So make sure if you are in another state, you check your state's work comp law to make sure they match up with what I'm saying here. In Missouri, the two main types of work comp benefits are known as temporary total disability and temporary partial disability, shortened as TTD or TPD. The way you get those is when a work comp authorized doctor either puts you completely off work or puts restrictions on you that your employer cannot accommodate. In other words, you have restrictions and the employer says, we have no job this injured worker can do with those restrictions. And if that's the case, then you get weekly benefits. Now, in Missouri, there's a three-day waiting period. So an employer does not have to pay you if your injury only requires you to miss three days or less of work. However, if you miss 14 days or more of work because of your injury, then you get those three days paid. So keep that in mind. A lot of times people are just off for a very short amount of time and they miss out on those three days. 
and I do get people asking about that from time to time. But in any event, it all starts with that work comp doctor and whether they're going to put you off work or give you restrictions that your employer cannot accommodate. So then what's the difference between TTD and TPD? TTD means you are completely off work. You are temporarily, totally disabled. You cannot work. And at that point, weekly benefits from work comp are supposed to begin. Now, does it always happen quickly and easily? No. Sometimes there's a lag and you just hope that's not the case and they get them started within a reasonable amount of time. Um, I always recommend if direct deposit is an option, you absolutely sign up for that because you cannot rely on the postal service to get you anything in a reasonable amount of time. And so direct deposit is the way to go. And even then there can be problems. Talk about that a little more later. Um, TPD, temporary partial disability payments, means that your employer has you coming in for some reduced amount of time. So say, for example, you normally work eight hours a day. They have you coming in for four hours a day. You are entitled to get the difference paid in weekly uh, work comp benefits. Uh, but again, it's only up to two thirds of that difference. Those are the two main types and the differences between them. How is it that these benefits are calculated? So under Missouri law, we look at the 13 weeks before you were injured to calculate an average weekly wage. And that average weekly wage then is what is used for these benefit payments. And you get two thirds of your average weekly wage. Now, unfortunately, there are caps in place, maximums that you can get. So at the time that I record this, the current maximum for these weekly benefits is just right around $1,200 a week. So for example, let's say you bring home $3,000 a week. You have a good paying job. You, that's your weekly wage. Well, you're, you're not going to get $2,000 a week, right? And you're not going to, that would be two thirds of your average weekly wage. You're actually going to max out at the state imposed cap of around $1,200 a week. So you're going to take a huge hit on what you normally are bringing home on a weekly basis. And this can cause extreme financial hardship. A lot of people have every dollar spent that is coming in, whether that's in a rent payment, house payment, car payment, then the necessities of food, taking care of children, whatever that looks like. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting a significant reduction. That can also occur if you're under the, the cap. So say, for example, you bring home $750 a week, you're going to be getting around $500 a week in your work comp weekly benefits. 
So it's never a great situation, but there are weekly benefits there to try and help you through when you have to be off work from a work injury. It does not matter if you were supposed to be getting a raise right after you got hurt, or maybe you got a raise a couple weeks before you got hurt. They're going to go off of the 13 weeks before you got hurt. So I get clients that are getting those weekly benefits and then they call and say, hey, um, they just gave a raise to our position, the position I was in. Um, will I be getting a bump in my benefits? No. Unfortunately, that is not calculated in. And if you got a raise two weeks before you were hurt, again, they're using the 13 weeks before you got hurt. So it's not going to be a material difference in your comp rate. And unfortunately, that comp rate not only goes into these weekly benefits, but it also goes into the disability settlement, uh, which we're going to talk about in the next episode. So it's really a big deal, obviously, as to what you were making before the injury, because that's what's going to determine what you're getting in work comp benefits. So the other thing that can create a real hardship is that if you were having deductions out of your regular paycheck for health insurance, maybe retirement, um, maybe you had a car payment that was automatically deducted. A lot of our auto workers that work for the major automakers here, they will have car payments automatically taken out of their paycheck. Now all of those are on you because they're, they don't come out of work comp benefits. So now not only are you at two thirds of what you were bringing home, but you're also responsible for making sure your health insurance is paid, retirement is being paid if you wanna continue that while you're hurt, things like that. And normally speaking, you will get a bill from your health insurance while you're on work comp benefits. Um, but you've got to make sure you are on top of this getting paid so that you're not out health insurance benefits if you're covering your family, something like that. Again, when you're off work because of a work injury, there's a lot of stress that goes into this because you're hurt, number one. Number two, you're taking a financial hit. It's stressful. There's there's no way around it. And then, then the next thing we run into is these benefits get off track from time to time. So, for example, even if you have direct deposit set up, you can find yourself in a situation where you've been going along for two months. The doctor has you off work. You've been getting weekly benefits deposited into your account. And now all of a sudden, a week goes by and you haven't gotten your benefit. So you're going along, you've been getting the weekly benefits, all of a sudden they're not showing up and you're wondering why. Well, generally speaking, the work comp insurance companies will schedule those out for a certain amount of time and then they'll have them expire probably because they don't want to overpay you in the event that a doctor ends up releasing you from the restrictions. They don't want to be on the hook for paying benefits that they shouldn't be paying. 
unfortunately, again, right, everything is always to your disadvantage. Instead of just waiting to get notice from the doctor, they schedule these out to expire. Then there's a problem. Then the benefits have to be restarted. And this might take a couple of weeks. So now you've been a couple of weeks without the benefits. We see it a lot. That's one of the biggest things that happens with our clients is their benefits all of a sudden stopping. Um, sometimes things like holidays can interfere. Uh, we'll get a call or a text from a client saying, hey, I didn't get my check today or my deposit. I usually, I get them, I've always gotten them on Tuesday and all of a sudden it didn't show up. Well, Monday was a holiday and now that's jacked up the system. And usually by the end of the week, they've gotten their payment and we usually tell them, give it a couple of days, let us know if they're not showing up. And if they still haven't shown up by then we reach out to the insurance company and say, Hey, what's up? What's the problem? And again, sadly, just as with everything with insurance companies, there's no snap of the finger and things get back on track. It takes a little processing to get it back. And, you know, they've got to confirm, especially if it's a scheduled issue. So they had that to expire. They want to make sure they go back in their system. Is this injured worker still off work by the doctor? And then it gets back on track. So things to have in mind when you're on weekly benefits. Keep this in mind. These weekly benefits are tax-free. So that's a positive. The only downside, again, is they've already cut it by a third. And part of that is factoring in, right? You would have been paying taxes on the full amount. So that's why they're not issuing you the full amount. The thing you have to also think about when you're getting weekly benefits is that what we see a lot of times is employers say you've got restrictions in place that the employer says, yes, we can accommodate the worker. They can come to work. They don't need to get benefits. And so you get to work, you have your list of restrictions that you give to your employer. Your employer says, sure, we can honor those. And then lo and behold, they have you doing something or trying to have you do something that's outside the restrictions. We see this a lot. And a perfect example, which I think I talked about in a previous episode, is I had the lawn and landscape guy who had a serious back injury, had a fracture in his back. And the work comp doctor who puts in motion the process of getting him to a specialist. But of course, getting to a specialist can take two or three weeks. So instead of just putting this guy off work completely, he puts restrictions in place. No bending, no lifting over a certain amount, things like that. Well, first, the employer, so oh, they say, of course, oh yeah, we'll find him something to do within the restriction. First, they put him on trying to have him do trimming for 12 hours a day, which is with a weed trimmer. And what does that require? It requires lifting. It requires bending. And this poor guy 
goes and obviously it just can't happen it's killing him so he complains and at this point we're involved we help him out we get that taken off he's not going to go out and trim for 12 hours a day so then next the employer says well that's fine we'll have him mow for 12 hours a day on a standing mower now get this the restriction isn't there about standing so there's nothing about this this injured worker can't stand for 12 hours a day on a riding mower meanwhile he goes out he's doing it he's getting jostled around on this mower he's standing for hours with this fracture in his back he's miserable and we have to get involved and we have to say this is ridiculous this guy cannot be doing this and we get it turned around but these are the games that are played every day with injured workers so instead of that work comp doctor just putting him completely off work till he sees a specialist somebody that actually knows what this guy really needs with a fracture in his back you know this this work comp doctor at one of these clinics that act as the clearinghouse, right, for work comp insurance companies. He gives him a few restrictions, and then, of course, the employer tries to take advantage of it. So you've got to watch for those scenarios. The other thing is you have to keep in mind this. A lot of times we see employers saying, yes, we'll put the employee to work doing something. And, you know, let's say the employee well, we could say, let's say the employee is that guy right there. He's normally out working, right? Mowing, trimming, whatever. Well, they say you can come into the office, you can answer phones, you can sort mail, things like that. Now, this can drive a lot of employees crazy. Employees that want to work, that are workers, and they're used to getting stuff done. And now they feel like just being put there with no real purpose. A lot of times we also see where they're put in that situation where they're in the office around management, other employees, everybody's giving them, there's that undertone of you baby, you couldn't go out and work, you couldn't do real work. You're sitting here just milking the clock, milking the employer. Um, does harassment happen? Absolutely. We see it a lot. Management, giving them a hard time, whatever it is. Um, and again, on the flip side, the employee feels worthless. They're sitting there doing something they know is worthless, basically. So it creates a lot of stress on the injured worker. But at the end of the day, if, if that's what they're willing to do, if it's within your restrictions, you know, if you're not willing to go do that, they can fire you and it's going to be hard to prove that it was in retaliation for you making your work comp claim. At the end of the day, if if they're willing to pay you your full rate for you to sit there, that's what you got to do. And what I always tell injured workers is if if there's weird stuff happening, if they feel like they're being retaliated against, Start getting things in writing. So if an employer, a manager, whatever that looks like, 
is telling you things, saying things to you, listen, send it back in a text, send it back in an email. Something to the effect of so-and-so told me, this is a text now to a supervisor. This is a an email to a supervisor, somebody above the person that's causing the issue. And if it's that main person, send an email back to them saying, this is my understanding of what you told me. This is what you said to me. I'm just confirming that. You know, create a paper trail. See if they'll respond. If they don't respond by text, by email, make sure you put another email out there or another text. Hey, after I sent that first email, after I sent that first text, this is what you told me. Create that paper trail. Document everything because if they're messing with you, you might end up having a whole separate claim against them for retaliation. That's that's separate. That's outside of your work comp claim. And, you know, they're not legally allowed to do that kind of stuff. But anyway, that's a little bit off topic. Um, but if you're going to work in whatever capacity, then you're entitled to get your full paycheck. And if you're going to work in a reduced capacity, as far as hours are concerned, then you're entitled to get temporary partial disability payments to make up that difference. And if you're completely off work, then you're entitled to get full work comp benefits. And again, sadly, that's two thirds of your average weekly wage. And again, there is a cap in place, which can significantly affect what you're bringing home. The whole system creates a real hardship on an injured worker, but that's what it is. The lawmakers have put that in place. Work comp lawyers, they have to work within that system and they can certainly make sure you are getting what you're supposed to get. Unfortunately, it doesn't always make you whole. Sometimes you have to reevaluate your budget and you have to figure out where you're going to cut to get through this time when you're not bringing in what you would normally bring in. And oh, I run into so many different scenarios. I had, well, this is another scenario. So I literally just had a call yesterday from a lady where she has hurt her neck. She reports it. They send her to a work comp doc. Work comp doc says it's a muscles sprain. We're, we're going to get an x-ray. Just make sure we don't see anything on an x-ray. They get the x-ray. She says, yep, I don't see anything that's out of alignment. So it's a muscle strain, sprain, whatever we want to call it. Um, you can go back to work. She goes back to work doing the same job. She's doing a lot of lifting, moving, working overhead. It's really just making the situation worse. They give her, I think, a little bit of medicine, um, muscle relaxers, those types of things. But that's interfering with her ability to work. So then they take her off that. They say, we're going to just do like ibuprofen, which that's not cutting it. So she finally gets fed up. She goes to her own primary care doctor, which good for her. She has a good quality primary care doctor that cares about her, is willing to see her. A lot of times when it's a work injury, good luck trying to get any kind of treatment or care 
outside of the work comp system, because if you go somewhere else, those doctors are going to say, nope, this is a work comp injury. Your health insurance isn't going to cover it. I can't see you. You know, you're not, there's no way I'm getting paid on my bill. But this doc, he saw her and he got her an MRI. And guess what? The MRI shows she's got a pretty serious situation going on in her neck. And he said, you can't work. Working could cause you serious injury with what you've got going on in your neck. So she takes her MRI report back to the work comp doctor. She tells the work comp doctor what her primary care doctor is telling her, shows her that MRI report, and that work comp doctor still will not do anything further for her, will not put her off work. So now this lady is in a situation where she has a doctor that really cares about her saying, you can't work or you might end up with a really serious injury. Meanwhile, she has a work comp authorized doctor that says go to work. So if she doesn't show up at work, she's going to get fired. She has no personal time off. She has no vacation pay that she can take. So she's in a real bind. And that's why she called me. And I told her, I certainly cannot wave a magic wand and make something happen in the next few days to get you out of work. It's going to take some pushing, some shoving. I've got to get in the system. I've got to get things going in the work comp system to try to get this turned around for you. But this poor lady is in a real financial problem because her family relies on the money she brings in. They rely on her as the provider of the health insurance. And so now this poor lady who's injured, she's been doing this particular type of work with this company that she's been with for 10 years, she's been doing this particular kind of work that has caused this injury for two years. She cannot go back and do that work without risking serious harm to herself. And this is the unfairness we see all the time. And again, we also see when employees are on work comp benefits where they get cut off, get, it gets stopped. They're wondering why. They're in a financial crisis, and there's just a lot of problems with these benefits that you're supposed to get, whether you're getting denied by the gatekeeper work comp doctor, or whether you're on them and all of a sudden they stop, or whether you have an employer that is playing games saying, no, we'll bring you in. You don't need to have work comp benefits. And uh, we'll put you somewhere doing something. And they're trying to get you to work outside your restrictions. And they're giving you a hard time. They're creating a hostile environment towards you. There's just so many problems with these weekly benefits that we see every day. So that is an overview of what the work comp benefits look like as far as the weekly benefit. So just keep all of that in mind if you're in the situation where you should be getting the benefits or whether you have been getting them and there's a problem. And on the next episode, we're going to dive into the disability settlement and all of the details of what that looks like. That's the third thing that you're entitled to in a work comp claim. 
And I hope you found this episode informative. If you find my podcast helpful and informative, um, I'd appreciate you following the podcast, sharing the podcast, giving the podcast a great review. And if you need help, feel free to give us a call. Um, we're always happy to, to talk and uh, see how we can help you and go from there. And until the next episode, be well and take care.